Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 Podcast with Matt and Tommy. Yes, today we are going to be getting into every single driver and their performances over the course of the entirety of the halfway point of the season. So it's not the entirety, is it? It's halfway, Matt. Come on. But either way, we are essentially, we have made a list from P21 all the way to P1, which has accumulated all of our washed ratings up until this summer break. And we're going to see how it's all shaked out. Are we completely washed? And I will preface this and say sometimes we'll see comments of people going, why would you give this you know, this person a grade? They did this, 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 this. And sometimes we go fair play. Like Our ratings aren't absolutely accurate every single time. We are not the gospel of Formula One as much as we like to think we are sometimes. Um, but, you know, we average it all up. And I think we still got a good, a good list on our hands, Tommy. Indeed. Yeah, everyone... Uh, has their own opinion and it's going to be quite interesting actually because you know we've said this in our drive ratings before that we maybe don't have too much of a difference between our drive ratings because if someone has a good race we're going to give them a good grade and if someone has a bad race we're going to give them a bad grade but those little you know fours and fives here and there means that it's mixed the order so we're going to see you know we know that people love when me and you disagree and have a different opinion so I'm excited to see um, if our our drive ratings are a bit different and I've gone for Max P1 and you've put Nick DeVries in P1, we're about to find out if we've disagreed that much. Oh, it could be fiery. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, a five-star review from Anne Lynn M in Norway. If you want yours to be read out, please leave us a five-star review. Let us know why you love this podcast and uh, we might read out yours next time. This is the best F1 podcast. Every episode is so entertaining and enjoyable and it is simply lovely to listen to your opinions and banter. Keep them coming. Thumbs up. Regards from Norway. We love it. Thank you, Anne I think you. I've seen you many times in the Twitch chat, to be fair, as well. So big shout out to you uh, for, for the support. And thank you, uh, as always, for listening to the podcast. And if you're listening right now, thank you to you too for allowing us to be in your ears. Right, let's start with P21. The position no one wants when there's 20 cars on the grid. My lowest mid-season F1 driver rating will come as no surprise. Nick DeVries with a whopping 3.3 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, it kind of says everything it needs to say in, in, in what I've just said, because he's lost his seat. It wasn't particularly... It wasn't particularly great. It was... Um, I, I, I think 3.3, when I look at it, I'm like, wow, that is absolutely savage. But then I can't think of many performances where DeVries genuinely... Uh, you know, made us sit up and take note. The only one is Williams, and that wasn't from this year. So, yeah, unfortunately for him, Helmut Marco probably also agrees that he was P21, and that's the reason why he made the change. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so no surprise, my P21 is also Nick DeVries, uh, and my grade is actually 3.7, so a little bit higher, but not a lot higher. Um, 
comfortably the worst driver of the season. And I guess that is uh, reflected by the fact that he's uh, lost his race seat. I know it sounds incredibly harsh to average, you know, a three out of 10 during the season. But the reality is um, he had a shocker and was not only slow, but also seemed to have so many incidents as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, sad for for him. But uh, yeah, his season is ended as well because he is no longer no longer racing. Yeah, that average will not change now. Uh, I'm sorry, Nick. Um, but yes, P21 done. We now go to P20. Logie Bear, I'm so sorry. 4.2 out of 10 average. I think that could come up in the second half of the year. I feel like he's been more impressive um, in recent times. I think as he continues to improve as a rookie, uh, he will be able to get better grades from us, which I know is exactly why he's racing in Formula One is to get a good grade on the P1 with Matt and Tommy podcast. I mean, it's it's an incentive for everyone. Um, but I think, uh, it, yeah, he's he has been closer, but it's been very difficult to give him higher grades because of the fact that he is finishing four, five, six places behind Albon uh, and Alex is extracting everything out of that car. Maybe on the on the face of this as well, I could have been a little bit more lenient at the start of the year um, with the fact that he is a rookie. But as I said, he can pick it up in the second half of the year if he continues uh, being close to Albon. Yeah, so P20, uh, I also have Logan Sargent. Logan Sargent, P20, together again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but My but, prediction has come true. Yeah. Uh, 4.3. Uh, was my uh, average grade. Um, yeah, just a little bit um, disappointing. He has had his moments where he's looked a bit um, better, but um, he's not m- a million miles off um, Albon. But I think, yeah, the excuse of him being a rookie when you look at, you know, Piastri's a rookie and look how well he's he's doing now. Um, y- you get less and less uh, of an excuse uh, as the season goes on. Um, so, yeah. It's a shame for for Logie to be down in P20, but that's where he is. And he can eat... There's a driver very close to him. There is. In both of our grades. Uh, And that is P19. I've gone for... Well, I've not gone for. The the averages say that uh, Kevin Magnussen is 19th uh, with also a 4.2 average grade. Now, Tommy, how have we worked out who finishes above who if they have the same average grade? Uh, Better, like, higher highs, basically. Um, best result yeah yeah kind of best <laughs> result from us not in terms of champion like a uh, finishing yeah. result uh, a like best a, a, grade a good from score. us um so k mags um, had a slightly better a better score than um leggy sarge because uh before you go into it he, he's also my p19 and has managed to uh get exactly the same grade as logan sergeant as well i gave him a 4.3 look at us hey we're agreeing. I know. Of, I said almost. we were going to disagree, and uh, the first it, it's three coming. are all the same. But don't it's worry, coming. it happens. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with K Mag, I actually, I, f- I feel as though he should be lower than Logan Sargent. Actually, when I look at this, I feel over the course of the season, K Mag has been less impressive as an experienced driver uh, than Logan Sargent, who is a rookie and learning the ropes. So I will, I will gladly put my hands up and say, if I was to choose, I would swap those two now. Um, especially with Logan starting to gain some sort of momentum, obviously no points, but there has been slightly more potential than perhaps the start of the year. Um, but yeah, that's what the averages say. K-Mag 19th. Yeah, he's been very disappointing. I think it was only a couple of races ago we 
both kind of said we're getting fed up now of how washed he is. And when Nico Hulkenberg's putting in some good performances, even in that uh, tractor of a house, uh, you kind of feel like Kevin Magnussen should be near Hulkenberg. I think a lot of people probably thought they're two solid midfield drivers that should be about the same, but I think Hulkenberg has comfortably uh, beaten Magnussen, and Magnussen's, yeah, just having a bit of a a bit of a mare, so deservedly uh, right down the order. Certainly is. P18. Quite a large jump as well, actually. P18, uh, I have Valtteri Bottas with a 5.1 average. It's been a topsy-turvy season for Bottas, sometimes picking up the pace and beating Zhou Guan Yu, other times not. Um, so I think a 5.1 sort of represents that in some ways, straight down the middle. Very difficult as well. We, we we do struggle with these Alfa Romeo and lower midfield to back marker teams that don't get the limelight. We don't exactly know piece by piece how their how their races come together. Bottas, of course, had a, a great start to the year, and I was thinking, hello, look at this. My my prediction for where Bottas will finish in the championship is looking reasonably good. But after that, it has fallen off a cliff. Bottas currently fifteenth in the driver's standings with five points, um, just ahead of his teammate Zhou Guanyu with four points. But it's we, we keep saying it, and it, it does genuinely feel like Bottas is in that point of his career where it's just winding down slightly. He's not even that old, is he? Like, How old is Bottas? Like mid-30s? Yeah, same age as me, 34. He's 33. Um, oh, 33. Yeah, he, he actually turns 34 on the 28th of August, which is uh, obviously this month, but... But yeah, I don't know. There's just something that has kind of gone off the boil for Bottas. Obviously, going from Mercedes to Alpha, he's probably just enjoying the fact he's not got that pressure cooker of a, of a team uh, to be forcing results out of him every week. He's he's instead driving a, a rather washed tractor, and um, it's not really giving him the results he'd maybe want. No, he's not not Wilders. Um, P18 for me is also Valtteri Bottas. Uh, I've given him a. Not much more of generous, but very slightly, 5.3. It's funny, yeah, you you predicted Bottas do quite well. We didn't know when we did. We did our um, P1 to P20, didn't we, championship table? Uh, And I seem to remember getting quite roasted for putting Bottas so down the order because it seemed quite a, a bold prediction back then. But he is sadly down there and Alfa Romeo haven't, haven't delivered. They're, they're kind of... There was so much hype around the fact that they're going to be Audi soon and this is where they need to start working their way up the grid. But the reality is um, they haven't. And yeah, Bottas, you think, well, we know for a fact because he's not been in the list yet, but we've both uh, graded him worse than Zhou Guan Yu, who is the inexperienced driver at Alfa Romeo. So it's not it's not good. And has one less point. So mm. uh but then, of course, you take into account experience and the fact Bottas is a race winner and has been quicker than Hamilton sometimes in qualifying, you know, and you're, you're expecting big things from him uh, in that team. But it just hasn't really pieced together like that. P17 now. And <laughs> I, I think I regret this one. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, I have got uh, in P17 with a 5.3 overall rating. Um, and I want to apologise for some of my gradings that clearly have gone on over the course of this season, because I don't think it represents really how well Nico Hulkenberg is doing in that Haas. He has nine points uh, in the uh, overall drivers' championship. He had obviously an amazing Austria. Um, He scored points in Australia as well. 
it's just difficult because then you, you mix that with a lot of very you know, mediocre 15th places, 17th places. He's finished 15th one, two, three, four times. He's had an 18th in Belgium. Obviously, he had loads of problems there. But he has had two kind of standout performances, which should not be, um, you know, not not sort of analysed at all because that in that car is an incredible performance. So I feel as though maybe he deserves... I mean, to be fair, when I look at these grades, he is 0.2 of an average behind 14th for me. Yeah, so it's few and far I feel as though 17th is, is harsh. I would I would probably thrust him up to about P14 if, if I could change it, but I can't. And um, look, it's sometimes we have washed opinions, but Nico, 5.3 for me. Yeah, the... the- these grades, uh, there's like, like we've said, uh, Magnuson, Sargent, uh, lower than all these guys that, that, are, that are coming up and very small margins can bump people up uh, quite a lot, uh, to be fair. My P17 is Xie Guan Yu uh, with a 5.4, so just 0.1 uh, ahead of Bottas. I think he's been... He's had a, uh, an all right season. He's shown... Uh, good moments um, and I think he's been solid alongside Bottas who um, you know should be doing better uh, as, a, as an experienced guy like we said um, Joe Guan Yu yeah had had some good moments um, thinking back to the season you know his his grade will have been hurt significantly by um, Hungary which so could have easily been like a 9 out of 10 if he'd got off the start line and not done a bit of bowling um but instead you know this this is the thing like that there'll be there'll be drivers on this list that have one bad race or, or really bad that we might have even forgotten about and uh it brings their average right <laughs> right down even if they've been fairly solid so yeah 17th for Joe. hi This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. Witness history at the French Open, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May the 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.
P16 now, and I have Zhou Guanyu. It's funny, my P16 has a lower average by 0.1 than your P17 with Zhou Guanyu and 5.4. So 5.3 uh, for, for Zhou Guanyu for me, um, sort of echo your sentiments there, Tommy. It's It's been... It's been it's weird. He's got one less point, and yet I feel he's been more impressive than Bottas, especially in the the, the parts of their career that they're currently in. Um, but again, it's just Alfa Romeo. It's just it's really washed car, and I'd love to be able to see what Joe Guanyu can really do because I think he has got the potential to be a really solid driver. And we see those glimpses like Hungary qualifying that came out of nowhere. Um, and then, as you say, went bowling. There was a problem with the car, obviously, off the grid. But that's the thing. How do you grade having a problem with your car on the grid, but then going slightly bowling? Some people arguing that he had a problem with his car going into the into turn one, uh, things like that. Like, it's hard. What number do you give that? It's it's it, is it a two? Is it a five? Do you give it a seven? And and people again with the weighting of sprint to races i see a lot of comments saying well actually no that sprint was incredible why you know why are you giving them a a five and yeah it's the beauty of of driver ratings isn't it beauty of driver ratings and having your own opinion (laughs) (laughs) uh that we're all allowed p16 uh is actually lance stroll for me um with a 5.7 so a bit of a a jump up but still not a very good uh grade for lance um yeah i'm not i'm not against this him being that that low down um he's in a very good car alonso shown what it can do and i will go back to a lot of people said uh, i think we shared a tiktok clip and didn't understand what i was trying to say i wasn't saying that ocon is better than alonso i was saying that ocon had moments where he could beat fernando you know the odd race he'd be quicker or he'd beat him in qualifying um, a lot more regularly than Lance Stroll has done. You know, the, there's been, for a lot of the season, it looked like Lance Stroll um, was a completely different, uh, you know, skill level to, to Fernando Alonso, which some would argue he is, including me. Um, but it's not it's not been good. Um, he's so far behind Alonso in the championship. I think he's the... I think Alonso goes into summer break uh, as the driver with the fourth biggest gap over their teammate um, going into that summer break because Lance is nowhere near. In history, near. you probably In history, say. sorry, in history. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I think we said, if you watched our Red Bull, uh, uh, Red Bull not existing video, um, and if they weren't, you know, Lance Stroll would be costing Aston Martin the constructors championship no doubt um because he's not been delivering enough points for that aston martin so well he's costing them anyway for p2 if we're yeah yeah yeah, it's still a thing right they're they're five points ahead of ferrari uh and they're a whopping 51 points behind mercedes currently which with a lance stroll that's actually performing they're they're going to be second in the championship yeah or maybe it is a master plan plan from lawrence uh who's gone look we need more wind tunnel time next year we need to drop down the order. Uh, come on, come on, Lance. Give us a, a beautiful P18 in Monaco and hit the wall seven times. Interesting strategies, because uh, I feel like they already did that to get... <laughs> they had ninth and then they had all that wind tunnel time. So maybe that is uh, the way in which they're working. Um, we're now going to go to P15. This is where Lance Stroll uh, features uh, with a 5.4 over, overall rating. So again, I've been a little bit more harsh with my my scoring, uh, even though he is one above 
where you've put uh, Lance. He's had a lower average score. Um, yeah, it's disappointing. Of course, at the start of the year, he had his broken wrists and uh, this whole rehabilitation to get back into the car. And you, you have some kind of, I suppose, sympathy for him and giving a bit of time to get back up to speed. But the problem is, how how long do you give him? And if he shouldn't have been in the car in Bahrain, should Aston Martin have made a decision to try and score more points? But then would Drugovic or whoever have actually done that? I don't think so. And, and Lance, you know, fair play. He showed a lot of commitment to the cause. Uh, a lot of people thought that perhaps he just would have sacked it in and, and not bothered. But he probably got a phone call going, yeah, this Aston Martin's actually really quick. Um, could you just get in the car, please? Uh, but it's a shame that he hasn't been able to perform. It's just, It just seems like a running conversation we have about Stroll where a few years ago he's picking up a few podiums now and again and we're thinking okay Stroll's actually decent they're getting pole in Turkey and it looked like at one point he was going to win the race and and things like that where we, we were you know there wasn't this whole talk about daddy's boy and you know mm. all this cash whereas now I don't know if it's just the fact that you say Alonso is better and therefore it makes Stroll look worse but there's something that just isn't clicking for Lance. And it all comes back down to the conversation we've had previously about the motivation for Lance to genuinely get quicker because he's the only driver really on the grid. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. That has no worries whatsoever about losing his seat. If he wants it, it's his. And that, that's the, I think that is the problem that, you know, Lance Stroll is not a bad driver, but I think he's a, a solid kind of midfield driver that comes into the sport for maybe two or three years and then loses their seat to someone else of a similar skill level and that's it but the reality is that Lance can't lose his seat so he's gonna you he, he can perform like that and while you know a Marcus Ericsson or someone loses their their seat uh and and that kind of thing uh th those kind of drivers come in and out in and out I think Lance Stroll can be one of those, but is just having this massively long uh, career and perhaps not motivation, like you say. Um, my P15 uh, is Nico Hulkenberg. It's not miles uh, ahead of, of your one, actually. Um, I, he's got a 5.9 for me. Yeah, difficult, a uh, difficult one. I think I think Haas are definitely the hardest team to, to grade because, you know... It, Sometimes he can be a bit harsh on Holkenberg. I personally feel like it's. I want to give him like a good grade because I think anyone in that car, like, how's he put? He shouldn't be um, punished for doing a really good qualifying and the car being terrible. But then there's the other bit in my head that's like, I can't give him a nine for finishing fifteenth. <laughs> so uh, it's a difficult one. Um, but yeah, he's had a he's had a good season he's had like some good moments um but yeah p15 
It's funny because, you know, in our uh, predictions at the start of the year, we were actually saying, oh, yeah, biggest good surprise, Nico Hulkenberg. And we have him in 17th and 15th as the best driver uh, currently yeah. <laughs> in the mid-season. Um, but I think it is purely down to the fact that our ratings, we take into account qualifying, but it is, it's to do with the race and where they finish and if they yeah, score yeah. points. And it does work against Nico in the sense of, as you say, he falls back and then he fi- finishes well out of the points. And then we go, well, how can we give him any more than a five or a six? Because even if he might start in the front three rows, he then falls away. Um, but yeah, it's it's a difficult one. But but well done, Nico. It doesn't really reflect. If this was qualifying, it'd be up there in the top six, wouldn't he? With, yeah. his, with all of his Q3 performances. But unfortunately, it's not that way inclined. Blame Gunter Steiner and the Haas team for building a car that cannot race more than five laps without their tyres blowing up. P14 now, I have Daniel Ricciardo with a 5.5 average rating. Now, his grades got hit quite hard, I think, after Spa. Otherwise, he'd probably be a little bit higher up in my um, in my. In oh, he's my, only had uh, two, hasn't rankings. he? So it's yeah, exactly. To... So it's been hit quite hard with uh, with how he how he performed potentially in Spa. I know there were a few people going, yeah, how can you give him a three? Like, well, he did finish last. Yeah, he's he he had some good pace, and perhaps maybe a four or five was was in, on offer there. But for Danny Rick overall, I think five point five is actually not not too far off what he deserves, really. Um, but it's it's a difficult one because he's just in there after two races. We'll see how it sort of filters out over the course of this second half of the season. Um, but I'd like to see him do a bit better uh, in that second half of the year for my for my ratings. Uh, P fourteen for me is Pierre Gasly, uh, who is. Uh, the first driver in this list to make it into a six, uh, 6.0. Um, and yeah, uh, we, we mentioned this in our predictions that Gasly's kind of been decent. Uh, he's been on a level with Ocon. Uh, we obviously both predicted that he'd be biggest flop, but certainly hasn't been the case. But equally at the same time, I don't think he's been particularly spectacular, minus a couple of uh, great performances at the Spa sprint, uh, of course, and then uh, I think it was Melbourne who was actually running really well before the the restart and then that all going wrong. So, yeah, um, I think six is a fair. It's just sort of like, it's all right. It's good, not great. P13 now, unlucky for some. Uh, Carlos Sainz uh, is here for me with a 5.8 overall average grade. And I was just looking at all the drivers ahead in my gradings and going, seems very harsh for Carlos Sainz as a Ferrari driver that we have spoken about picking up his pace uh, in comparison to Charles Leclerc. But on the flip side of that, we also have spoken a lot about him not actually converting that into a big result. Because uh, I'm looking at his results over the course of the year. And there's a lot of sort of, there are a lot of top fives. I think he's had one, two, three, four, five. He's had five top fives, which actually is not a lot when you think of um, perhaps Ferrari sometimes being the second, third fastest car. Um, So yeah, I've got him at 5.8. Maybe would have him a couple of positions higher if I was to manually move him. But again, it's all close. It's within half a point average grade. And uh, I think... After Spa, I gave him a very harsh grade, but that's because I, I, I did genuinely feel that he was he was at fault for, for what happened with him and Piastri, more so than, than Oscar. Um, but yeah, P13. Uh, P13 for me is Esteban Ocon, um, 6.1, a whopping 0.1 of a, 
a grade higher than his teammate Gasly. And yeah, like Gasly, he's been um, he's been good. Uh, he's I think Ocon. Uh, weirdly, I think Gasly's six has probably come from him getting a lot of sixes, and Ocon's has probably come from him getting a ten. And then in something like Monaco, and then getting a zero for getting all the penalties in the world in the next race, and um, yeah, uh, is uh, is the case actually. Um, I've just actually found a document that that I was keeping the scores in, and yeah, he he's got like a one, then an eight, then a five, then a ten, then a five, then a seven. So he's a bit more all over the place, I guess. Some standout performances from Ocon, um, but also some standout performances in the in the bad way. Uh, yeah. as well. Uh, P12, I have Pierre Gasly at 6.2 overall rating, so jumped a little bit there, and actually higher than your overall rating of Gasly of 6.0. Um, yeah, I, we, we were saying this, weren't we, about the biggest flop, and that's what we both predicted uh, in our in, in another podcast that we did. And um, yeah, it's it's one of those where he's been good. He's been all right. Like He's just joined Alpine. Did we expect him to beat Ocon? Neither of us said that we thought that would happen. Um, but he's not been too far off the pace. And I guess recency bias in some ways will go, oh, well, he knows, you know, Belgium. That was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Uh, but he's been all right. He's been good. I think 6.2 sort of reflects that. Uh, he's not exactly made everyone start writing about him and, oh, Gasly's smashing Ocon. And I think that would be a really big thing to have done for his career had he done that and joined Alpine. Um, but it's not happened. But I don't think his career is under threat either uh, from this season. It's been it's been good enough, I think, for Alpine to uh, to still want him there yeah nice uh p12 i have gone for carla Sainz, which is a 6.3 um yeah you you mentioned it carlos has been he's been a bit uh up and down as well like he's been consistent uh he's had those moments where and then finally now it feels like he's on that level with leclerc he's had some big mistakes so i think his grade has come down um the order I look at where he is and think that he's had a much he's improved a lot um compared to kind of how he's been doing and it, it almost feels like p12 is a bit harsh but then I look at the drivers ahead of him and I'm like no actually I think they have had a better season so um yeah uh p12 6.3 lovely we now go to P11, just missing out on the points. Uh, and neither of us have Yuki Tsunoda here, which is uh, quite <laughs> funny. Uh, I've got Esteban Ocon also with a 6.2, exactly the same grade uh, as Gasly. And I think with that, Ocon has been slightly better, but then it comes back to the expectations of of where we think Ocon should be in that Alpine team uh, after obviously embedding himself in there. Um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting how he's had some really standout performances. And I think that's what you want as a driver as well. I would much rather see a driver have some absolutely amazing performances where you're like 10, 9, but then also a few where you go, Jesus, how many pen- how many penalties did you get there, Ocon? You know, that's that's unfortunately a few races that he's had, but he's had some that genuinely people have probably sat up and te- uh, taken note. So it's averaged out exactly the same as his teammate, 6.2. Um, and when I look at the other drivers ahead of him, it kind of makes sense because there are other drivers that have been more consistently good uh, or had a few more standout performances that have um, sort of pushed away those bad grades. Uh, so my P11 is Oscar Piastri uh, with 6.3, which, and I think what's quite interesting about this list is we haven't, uh, like like you've mentioned, Matt, a few times, 
it's very easy to get caught in recency bias and go, oh, Oscar Piastri is like the best driver of the season by a mile. Why, why is he not higher? And he's done a very good job. Um, but, uh, you know, he has... He was he was good at the start of the season, but I, I don't think for a second, if it carries on the way it is, that Oscar Piastri is going to be P11 by the end of the year. But the way the average works out, um, you know, he's had a a good and solid start to his career and it's now kind of the last few races where he's been getting really big grades that have um bumped him up uh bumped him up the order so yeah um piastri yeah uh, it seems strange for him to be uh down in p11 with how good he's doing at the moment i don't expect him to be there at the end of the year but overall i think kind of mid mid pack uh, is a fair grade well, yeah, McLaren have literally only just got good. So, where, you know, yeah. where, if people are going to start <laughs> crying about that, how, uh, they probably don't understand averages. Uh, right, that's been 21st to 11th. Join us tomorrow where we will finish this as it's a beefy old podcast. So we'll see you there for 10th all the way to 1st. Bye! P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.